I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. Welcome back, guys. This is a new iteration of the podcast. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to try to do a new iteration each time. I want to do, you know, you know, changes of spice. Was it diversity is the spice of life? What's the word? Variety. Variety. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. And I am joined once again by one of my favourite semi-regular guests. It's Dan Keatis. Welcome back. Happy to be back, sir. <laughs> so you're going to join me today, and we are going to do the very first. Comic Terry, which is us doing commentaries on animated series, episodes, and animated movies as well, based on comics. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to uh, start talking about some comic-related animation. Oh, yes, yeah, some of the best, some of the best. And I brought some over for you to uh, to divulge into. You brought it. over a lot, oh, yeah. Right. I'll be honest, out of all the DVDs I own, the most I own is animated stuff. Like, just a, I've just got, like, I've got this big case of, of DVDs, and one section, one row is purely animation. There's a lot of it as well, and I think if if for people who are who get into comic book properties and comic book heroes from the films and want to sort of explore those characters and those stories but aren't necessarily inclined to pick up comics i think the animated shows do a great job of diving a little yes. deeper than the films yeah uh, because they have that long format Mm-hmm. serialized storytelling they can do that but also they're less involved and less sort of esoteric than the comics because the comics can be a bit intimidating to yeah. newcomers no I, th- I think I think you're absolutely right you know if I I saw X-Men the animated series that got me into comics yeah like, there was a good kind of uh, breeding ground for me for all those kind of characters and the kind of the adventures they would go on the the issues they would tackle every week um, you know and it, it, I still I still keep up to date for the most part with most animated series because I still have a, a vested interest in them and uh, I think the DC animated movies are incredible still are to this day yeah still, absolutely uh, Reign of the Superman Death of Superman goes to prove that they're still churning out some of the best stuff yeah and they've got one based on Hush coming up soon I believe, Ooh, so I'm looking yes. forward to that oh I can't wait for that right so should we just go for it should we get started yeah sorry we're probably we're best to uh, introduce the subject matter yes of... no that is a good point see i'm all over the show today. i'm all <laughs> over the show so today the particular one we're going to be looking at is superman the animated series which is the follow-on from batman the animated series which is a very popular yeah the lesser known follow-on and i, yeah. I, I feel, I feel the, the reason why sort of it's in this podcast because we're obviously all about entertainment's best kept secrets oh, and yes. I think that this is a, a massively sort of underappreciated um, moment in pop culture. You know, when a, a lot of um, I've been listening to a lot of Batman podcasts, and a lot of people cite Batman the animated series as what got them into like got yeah. them to fall in love with Batman. And I think this this is this does a lot of the same things for Superman as Batman the animated series did for Batman. But for some reason, people talk about the Batman animated series a lot. They talk about the Justice League animated yeah. series a lot. And I feel like this one kind of slips through the cracks a little bit. And totally agree. It's a shame because it really is stellar in so many ways. It's it's so good. And for me, the DC animated universe, the DCAU, is for me the definitive version of these characters. For me personally, like yeah, yeah. great comics out there, don't get me wrong, some great movies out there. But when I think of the classic versions of these characters, be it 
Killer Croc or, you know, the Parasite or, you know, all the other characters you can name. These are the ones I go to. I'll go, is it like this? Is it like that, Mad, you know, Mad Hatter? Is that Mad Hatter like the one in the comic? Not really. You know, it's, it's like that. So I always, this is my kind of cornerstone, my kind of... Uh, Rosetta Stone for all the DC universe, really. Yeah, and absolutely. It gives you everything you need to to sort of everything you need to know about these characters, yeah. this world, this in universe, a in yeah. a classic yet modern format. Which exactly. Is, yeah. Which is entertaining for both adults. Some great. There's a really good episode which I'd like to do later on another time. Uh, the late Mister Kent. Which oh is a, yeah, which is a, probably the best. Uh, episode in the whole of this series. Funny you should mention that. I was just watching that episode the other day. It's a really cool sort of noir. Ooh. It's proves that you can like do Superman mystery, in, a, in yeah. a noir murder mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. it's great. Um, so I think it's time to get started. Would you like to introduce it? Would you like yes, to absolutely. Set it up so, for us? so what we're doing is we're watching the pilot episode, which is a three-parter, uh, the last son of Krypton. So what we'll do is we'll we'll count in each of these three parts as we as we go along. Mm. So we're on obviously part one right now. Uh, by all means, watch along with us if you're Please watching do. it on DVD or iTunes. We're watching it on iTunes. So uh, at the moment, your count should be at zero 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 zero. You should be looking at a blank screen, and we're going to get started in. Are you ready? We're going to get started in three, two, one, and we're rolling. Okay, so so we're now on the. You should now see the Warner Brothers logo and Bugs Bunny WB having a bit of a, a bite out of a carrot. So I've got a little trivia fact about the intro. Oh um, yeah, I think I have the same, the same trivia one? fact. Yeah, go on. So we'll share. We'll share. So what from what I heard, they were going to have a very similar intro to the classic Batman animated series intro. Yeah, I'd heard that too. Yeah. However, I think the budget was significantly cut on Superman. Um, so they had to kind of put together this, which is clips from the, basically the first few episodes. Yeah, then then it, for all intents and purposes, the same thing, sort of like sizzle reel. But I think the only thing that I think there were a couple of little bits that made it in, like this bit you can yeah, see right the here, blue, of the blue outline, yeah, Superman. flying through Metropolis. That was in for it, and the the last month with the shirt. Oh, rip. of course, yeah, uh, and, and the kind of uh, the stock image of him. It's kind of a silhouette. Much yeah, like that, in the end credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is this is everything. Everything you need to know about it is him rescuing people, him fighting yeah. robots, him fighting aliens. Lex Luthor, here Lex he is, Luther. smashing, smashing his table. And there we go, classic the emblem, it. boom, and we're in. And um, that's the uh, that's the that's one of the few times we actually get to see a shirt rip in this show. I was you're really right. disappointed. You, are, you know what? You are absolutely right. I can't picture one um, throughout the entire series. So this is written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. So this is the main people involved with this, you'd argue, is probably Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, Alan Burnett. Um, who else? Who else written? Uh, Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Geeder, Dan Reber. You're you're in good company, yeah. basically. Good good people who have gone on to do lots of other stuff. Um, potentially not not as good as the DCAU stuff, I'd argue, but but still. Absolutely amazing talent. Yeah, and so, and just so much love for the source material. And here we are, we're on Krypton, yeah. and it's a service of Krypton. It looks, it's a very different Krypton to what we've seen um, in, I suppose, for most people. Uh, you've got the source material, so it borrows yeah. quite heavily from the post-crisis sort of John Byrne, yes. Man of Steel era comics, but um, it's kind of a bit from uh, the Richard Donner Superman. Yeah, it's kind of cherry picks the best of everything. Yeah, so you've got this glacial kind of aesthetic, but as we'll see later, it, they kind of do their own thing with Krypton. And uh, and and I really it, it Man of Steel. I, I for my money, Man of Steel, the film offers the best sort of version yes. of Krypton. Yeah. But I think it borrows from this in in a lot of ways, which are really interesting. But I really like the fact that 
every every sort of screen iteration of the Superman origin you got, you've got it starts with Jor El telling the yeah. council Krypton's going to explode, and what I love about this is. Jor El's doing the science, he's doing the yeah. research, and, and now he's just been attacked by a giant jelly tentacle monster. Well, it's, it's a kid's cartoon. <laughs> At the end of the day, we've got to have something like this. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like a, it's kind of like a brain, green with a tongue. Yeah. It's very Cronenbergian. And definitely. then he's got like almost a, almost but not quite a lightsaber, which he uses to cut himself free. Kind of almost like a flare or something, so he's yeah. jumping in. But yeah, this, is, this shows that like Jor El's not just you know a, a passive scientist, he's a man of action, he just yeah. has to do the right thing. Like he goes, he goes against every, you know everything that Krypton kind of stands for. Yeah, like in, in, in almost all the movies, you know. Yeah, and um, it's that sort of that kind of get up and go, that proactive spirit, mm. um, which makes him sort of, sort of you know such a God. good influence on who will be Superman. Alien you know? just got stabbed by an icicle there. Pretty, yeah, pretty violent. And, and that's, that's pretty just, brutal. I yeah. just yanks the it's tentacle. Just, yeah, there's a tentacle stuck in uh, Jor-El's chest. You're just like yanking the remnants off. There's that big tooth as well. Cool little fact about Jor-El. He is voiced by uh, Happy Gilmore's Shooter McGavin. Oh, really? Yeah, so uh, if you've seen Happy Gilmore, the villain in Happy Gilmore, who eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast, uh, <laughs> then uh, this, is the, this is the guy. And he's obviously a very, the opposite to the character who's playing that. Another but, fun fact, he also plays the Superman Beyond in the Justice League episode oh, where, really? the, where Batman Beyond sort of joins the Beyond the future Justice League kind of thing. Justice League of the future. Yes, As we would have known it in the UK. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, now this is is one I'd like to talk to you about. Yes. So, from... From, this is my first introduction to Brainiac, really. Yeah. Uh, and as we can see, Brainiac is uh, a Krypton kind of uh, artificial intelligence. Yes. Run Krypton, uh, manages Krypton, all that sort of stuff. Um, but in the comics, he wasn't from Krypton, was no, he? No, not at all. No, it's very... He, they do take a big liberty from the comics, because in the comics, he's from the planet Kolu. Yeah. Um, but I really like the fact that they sort of intrinsically tied Brainiac to Krypton. Because, like, obviously the whole thing with Krypton, and again, it's built on in Man of Steel, the fact that they, they, they've got all this technology, but, and, but they become over-reliant on yeah. it. Like, like all their other resources, they become over-reliant on it. So they let Brainiac do all their thinking for them, and we'll, we'll see in the sort of council chambers later. I mean, his name is Brainiac, so you, you, would, you, would, you <laughs> yeah. would want somebody like that to do your thinking, I think. Um, I I also like that they keep they keep Lara. So we have got Lara. What's this? What is, I guess it's, she's Lara L. I guess uh, Lara Lorvan. Lorvan. Sorry, sorry. I'm not it's saying, all right. See, that's that's one I say I've got holes in my comic book knowledge. I should be ashamed of myself. Not at all. Not um, at all. But I I really love the fact that she's got the little S curl that yeah. Cal will one day inherit. Oh, yes, yeah, she does. And he looks because cause in the, when he's Clark Kent, uh, um, Superman's Clark Kent, he has his hair. It's totally slipped back, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's pretty um, much the exact same character model, isn't it? Very similar to um, Dean Kane. Yeah, well. very yeah. much so. Yeah. So it was like so it was kind of rough and rough and ready, wasn't he? He was rough and ready as Clark, but then he was slipped back. As yeah, it's almost the opposite. Because I remember he had the spit curl when he was Clark Kent, yeah. but he slicked it back for. I, I prefer it like like in the DCEU films as well. I don't I don't like it as much how when you Superman his hair's slicked back. I kind of yeah. liked it a little bit more tussled, like in Man of Steel. Yeah, but. I think well, if you're flying through you know the sky as fast as Superman does, it would get a little you know out of place. Little crypto oh, crypto yes. sort of uh, cameo there. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't see any more crypto after this. <laughs> or, yeah, it's or, a shame. Well, we see a bit of Krypton here and there, I think, in the series. And uh, there's there's a great episode, probably one of the better Superman episodes that wasn't in this series. Oh, gosh. Oh, Clark almost, Carl almost bought it there. The yeah. The statue almost fell on him. 
I love so, the. Uh, I love the. So, sorry to interrupt. No, I, go ahead. I love the architecture on Crypt. How they've got these sort of impossible, sort of almost kind of fifties uh, sci-fi paperback yeah. kind of inspired. It's, uh, it's almost like Forbidden Planet or something like that. Yeah, very much so. I like that. I do like that. Also, I like the fact that he said to his father-in-law... Oh, sorry, his father-in-law said yeah. to Jor-El, you have an ego the size of Argos, <laughs> which I think would play very differently in the UK to the rest <laughs> of the world. Um, that's, that's, in fact, the, the sister planet, isn't it, to Krypton? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, because Ar- yeah, Ar- I remember Argo City is yeah. where Supergirl's from. That's right, that's right. She turns up later. I think he, he's investigating the remnants of Krypton. He finds that Argo went through a similar yeah. crisis. Um, but in the, in the Supergirl movie, oh, I love these outfits as well. Giant. These really absurd kind of, yeah. And I, again, it's that sort of like the, the pomp and the grandeur of the, the Kryptonian sort of dress. And also, uh, to, speaking of Kryptonian outfits, mm. did you notice that like Jarell and Lara's outfits, they have kind of like almost a Roman sort of feel yeah like centurion or... and it just gives us that sort of like that idea of um a, a, a civilization that's about to collapse under yeah. the weight of its yeah. own excess you know yeah. and yeah. I, that's just i was re-watching these episodes last night and that's something that really came to me no i think you're, I think you're exactly right there. also the the sort of undersuit he's got this red robe but mm. the undersuit is it's that exact suit with sort of like the silver panels on the arms mm. and legs that is the superman beyond suit yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's I, just... I love, I love that. That's what's so great about the the team and the everything, uh, the continuity. Like you don't get yeah. this in animated series a lot. Like continuity bleeding through to other shows. It's very rare that even happens, but because it's the same creators. Yes, and they have absolutely so you know. Every episode of Justice League as a callback to Superman the Animated Series. Yeah. Um, you know, not everything like not everything calls back to Batman uh, in those kind of Justice League mm. shows. There's more callbacks to Superman. Yeah. Arguably, like the characters like Green Lantern, Aquaman, all those kind of characters were introduced in this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, right. and again, that, that's for me. That's the if you don't see Superman, then you don't really need. You shouldn't really watch Justice League. I think you. I don't. You can obviously you can, and it's acceptable. And it's great. And it's very good. But I think. It, it just it richens the experience for you to see those connections. Yeah, and, and um, in terms of like the stylistically and the visuals, this is kind of like a midway point between the two because mm. when you get into Justice League, they're doing a lot more sort of digitally, but in the Batman animated series, you've got it's all it's much darker because obviously it's all drawn on black paper, mm. yeah, uh, and and the character models are a little bit thicker. A little bit wider, whereas here everything's a little bit more street. They've still got the big square heads, but everything's a little <laughs> bit more streamlined, a little bit sleeker. I do like Bruce Timm's style. I always have. Oh always, yeah, yeah, always will. Very Jack Kirby inspired, and he loves Jack Kirby, and you can tell, especially oh, yeah. in this series where they introduce the new gods and yeah, Darkseid so. and everything, and they kind of build they build up to Darkseid. They don't kind of drop it on you straight away. They don't, you know, don't make a, a thing of it. It's a slow build, much like the original New Gods comics. So there's not Darkseid wasn't just like it's Darkseid. It was again, it was a slow build to his introduction. Yeah, Darkseid kind of comes out of nowhere in yeah. those comics. I've, I've been rereading them recently, but we digress. Mm. I love the sort of like the purple reddish sky yeah. and the, you know, it's it's. It's kind of like generic science fiction, the kind yeah. of aesthetic, but I'm kind of okay with it because you're only going to visit Krypton for one, like exactly, literally yeah. one episode. So I can see why they didn't do massive amounts of sort of research and development. But in terms of for what it is, mm. I think it is it, perfectly Lovely. serviceable. Yeah. I'd love to talk about is it Corey Burton who plays Brainiac? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, Corey Burton. Can I speak about? Can we talk about his his voice? This, yes, please do. Yeah, this uh, and like. 
as actors, we've you know we've done lots of parts, we've played lots of different things, and you know I don't think I ever played a robot myself or a machine or a cybernetic no, nor I. thing, which I I would love to, but I never really got the chance. But um, the, it's really hard to sell emotion when you're an emotional motionless robot. Yeah, and and Corey Burton sells all these kind of emotions, these feelings, while still sounding very detached and very cold at the same time, which is a hell of a thing to do. He's got a very sort of imperious quality to his voice, yes. doesn't he? Which yeah. I, I really like. Superior, that kind of in, the superior, and he is the superior intellect, isn't he? So. Yeah, I think I think he said that he based it on Hal from two thousand and one, his sort of vocal performance, and Great, you can definitely see some connected yeah. tissue there. Now, that, now you've said it. I never thought. About it before, but now you said it. I'm like, yes, of course. But it is also kind of like it, he sounds polite and pleasant, like software we're used to dealing with. Sound it like Siri, you. yeah, yeah. It sounds <laughs> if polite Siri and pleasant. tried to destroy us all, yeah, but it doesn't care. It doesn't care yeah. about you one way or the other. So, so like in 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 some iterations, what we're seeing now is is Brainiac's downloading himself to a satellite, yes, so he can survive the destruction of Krypton because he's he's he hid. The, the findings or no he's, he's disagreed with Jor-El didn't he and that's then, right yeah. gone, well Brainiac knows all so he's disproved him in front yeah. of the well yeah he's uh, undermined he's, his uh, yeah undermined him in front of the council yeah, but so gone, yeah. also one thing I noticed uh, re-watching this he, he's sort of like downloading and storing all of the Kryptonian data that's right which yeah. kind of makes him almost the eradicator of this version of yeah, the DC right. universe yeah. Again, something that just sort of came to me. No, you're right. You're I right. love the fact that as he's downloading the information, all the little lit panels in the walls yeah, start going, to go black. Going black yeah. It's just just a cool well, little touch. You know, it's like it's like, and it's that's because that's Krypton dying, really, yeah. effectively, yeah. isn't it? It's going black. Um, but then, yeah, but that's that's the thing I think that tears um, that tears at Kal later on or Clark later on because he he can't destroy the last. You know, yeah. remaining things to do with his home world. Like it's a part of him to destroy Brainiac, to destroy a part of yourself. Yes, um, and your heritage and your leg, the legacy that was left behind, um, which is is tricky. But he manages to do it, I believe. Um, but not in this episode. I think he comes into it's, contact yeah, with much Brainiac later. much later. Um, see, we're seeing a Kick-Ass Jor-El again. Yeah, I like Kick-Ass Jor-El. I mean, yeah. like one one thing that, I, as much as I liked the Marlon Brando version, mm. he was kind of just sort of wandering around at a leisurely pace, yeah. reading his lines off of bits <laughs> of scenery as we go along. But... Being paid obscene, obscene amount of money for it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, especially, uh, <laughs> especially like in 1978, you yeah. know, by those standards. Crazy, crazy. But um, yeah, it's nice to see Jor-El sort of uh, as as the man of action and also like just being this, a little, fighting a little bit smarter than mm. uh, the people he's fighting against. We, we're starting to see where he gets it from. Yeah, absolutely. And now in the John Byrne, uh, when they in the eighties, where they had to reboot Superman and kind of and depower him and kind of make him more modern. Yeah. Um, they, the kind of the, the the Krypton was very cold and very kind of placid, and it's kind of it's more about it's more scientific, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't, there wasn't much. Uh, heart or humour there. Well, I think that's that's uh, that's part of where the sort of no natural births bit yes. comes from. The yeah. sort of the the birthing the matrix. Man of Steel. Yeah, the Man of Steel as well. Because yeah. that's the way they do it in Man of Steel. They're like we clone and we create and we craft, and you fit in in, in your place in society. which yeah. designed you for that. You're imprinted reason. with this yeah. is what you do. You yeah. are an artist. You are a soldier. You are a yeah. And so when in Man of Steel when they break out of that and Jarrell's like, no, we're gonna have a natural birth. He's gonna be what he wants to be. 
um, which I think is quite interesting. But I'm I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't go with the. It's, there's a birthing matrix, isn't there? I believe, yeah, that's in, right. Yeah, so he's not actually born, born in the John Byrne. No, and I think you lose something when you. I I, I think it's a clever yeah. idea, but I do think you lose something. You lose that that moment, which I think is done brilliantly um, here. That moment of sort yes. of sacrifice. Yeah. Because rewatching this, I I welled up a little bit. Yeah, I forgot how emotional it is. It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And again, it's that classic story of Moses, isn't it? But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Transferred into a science fiction thing, but um, but yeah. I, I one it's a tiny little thing, but I remember as a kid, sort of in these shows, you see the characters bleed, and yeah. when you're when you're like ten, twelve years old, when how old would I have been? Ninety six, yeah. fourteen. Yeah. When you're a kid, you you're not used to seeing blood in these things, no. you know, and it's. And like, and like Batman was was known for showing a, a, actual gunfire, yeah, like yeah, proper guns, bullets, and everything. And like Spider Man couldn't do that, X Men couldn't do that. I don't know why Batman got a pass on those on these things. Oh, just go to sleep. Go I to think sleep. it was yeah. I really like that little sort of go to sleep device. <laughs> God, I, cool. I need one of those. <laughs> Jesus, that'd be brilliant. Oh, I don't know if you can use it on yourself. One thing about Lara's hair, she's got this little metal thing at the bottom, and I'm just, I just keep thinking, what's how does that work? Like, how is there a metal thing on the bottom? Is it clipped into her hair? Is it holding her hair? Is her hair that thick that it can support like do, a little I, round bowl? <laughs> I, I can't remember the character's name, but I do like the father-in-law, the the actor who plays who plays um, plays the father-in-law. I think his name's is, I don't want to say it's not Tony Todd because that's another guy, but I think it's Todd something or something Todd. Um, but he has a really booming, expressive voice. He's, yeah. in, he's in a lot of these animated series and stuff. I think he was Baron Mordo in Spider-Man. Oh, really? Um, he was Chairface Chippendale in The Tick. Oh, um, nice. I'm, I've got a big love for kind of voice actors. I went to Florida for this um, this convention, and all the, all the people I wanted to see were just the voice actors. Yeah. I met Phil Lamar, and I met uh, David Hayter. Uh, it was amazing, really, really, and they're really lovely and really cool, and and everything was priced a bit more evenly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Val, Val Kilmer's, you know, autograph was eighty pounds, um, you know, or hundred dollars or whatever the the exchange rate is. Um, yeah, I was a bit like, no, I can, I'm not fussed. Yeah, <laughs> um, but these guys were so cool, and I said, I said to, I said to Phil Noir, you are the greatest Green Lantern of all. Forget nice. Hal Jordan. Forget Hal Jordan. It's all about John Stewart. And Isn't he also in Futurama? He is. He's Hermes. Yeah, and, I thought so. And he's a lot of other characters. He's um, Robbie Robertson in the Spectacular Spider-Man. He's nice. Gambit and Wolverine and the X-Men. Um, he's got a good. He's got a good career, and he's got a, a, a talent. He's Static Shock as well. If you ever saw that, uh, he played Static. Um, Which again is sort of tangentially connected yes. to the DC animated universe. There's another one as well, isn't there? Like a robot one that's linked to Batman Beyond as well. I can't remember what it's called because there's an episode with a robot who can just like a robot assassin, uh, and they made a show about that apparently. I can't remember. No, I, I thought Static Shock turned into Batman Beyond, but I could be wrong. It it does, yeah, partly. Okay, so the the oh, this is the, I this like the heartbreaking. The sort of, yeah, yeah, I like the little box that she puts in with him. Um, that's kind of like kind of like the Codex, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's just the yeah, it's just the holograph, um, the hologram kind of yeah orientation the, yeah, all the, <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not from you're not from around here. <laughs> the superior onboarding package, yeah. <laughs> everything you need to know. That's lovely. That moment there where Jor El says, "There's still time. You could you yeah. can still get you can you can get in the ship. There's room. There's you know you can do it." And she goes, "No, I'm staying here with you." Again, it's the same sort of uh, it's it's covers similar ground in Man of Steel. How they talk mm. about sort of even if we could, mm. we wouldn't have wanted to because you know we we created this fate yeah. because of the mistakes we made as a yeah. society. So we sort of deserve to to we des- we got what we deserved. 
yeah. which I think I don't know if I could do that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Given that our planet's probably gonna explode in the next few years, <laughs> the way we keep one way or another. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had the we've just had the hottest sort of day in February ever in recorded yes. history. So yeah. yeah, climate change is real, folks. No matter what Donald Trump says. Oh dear. I like the fact that they're 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 in this little tube as well while the yeah. rocket takes off. I don't know why, but it's it just must, something. Is it shielding? Like. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, that would be bloody hot. Yeah, the I'm radiation imagining. coming from. <laughs> yeah, it's radiation fire coming out of that. Um, what do you think of the design to the to the rocket in this? I like it. Again, it's very sort of fifties, um, like almost sort of retro uh, sci-fi, but. The, the whole thing, like going back to that little kiss there while, yeah. the, while the planet oh. explodes, it is heartbreaking. It is, it's awful. I know, I know, again, I just love this little pan around all the sort of like the various sort of locales and just there they go. They're, they're all up in, Here not flames, but they're yeah, all... Yeah, it's all falling into itself. There goes a big statue, a big monolith. There goes the computer data system. Oh, bloody hell. Everything, he, died everything. Quite, he died quite violently. Like, yeah. that, that was also surprising. That was always surprised me about the DCAU as well. It's, ha- it's all green. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sign, sign of the kryptonite. Yeah, I like, and uh, that's again, that's something that's not really been done elsewhere, and yeah. I, I really appreciate that. No, I think that's good. I think you've, you've got to show that it's kind of irrelevant. It's all it's got a planet now. It's covered in green radiation. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. And you can, you can, it's you know, it's throwing its chunks into space. Um, you know, I think this one follows him now. I think yeah, it follows him. Yeah, follows him. And yeah, yeah oh, that's right because um, it opens up a wormhole, doesn't it? And that's right. Yeah, and yeah. all the all this like all the, this kryptonite is going to start yeah. this little hail of kryptonite that's coming spreads, now spreads th- through the earth and stuff. Um, but yeah, now I going back to the retro thing. Yeah, it's, go on. it's just yeah. hit me like why we have this sort of retro sci-fi aesthetic because. Retro retro aesthetics are built into the you know they're baked into the go. crust it's, of it's coming. Yeah, they're baked into the crust of the sort of DC animated like going back to Batman the sort of Art Deco sort of timeless but also kind of very much forties forties fifties kind of um, aesthetic. Yeah, so it's easy to see where it comes to from. To be continued. So. Yeah, and this is that's the end of the episode. Yeah. It's, it's Da-na-na. Succinct, Da-na-na. but also you've kind of got to admire the 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 balls of the to, this to, episode to not have Superman. Yeah, your first basically. episode is just Krypton, yeah. and yeah, that's really cool. I think I know I do remember that they put this together as a as an animated movie. They kind of tied all the episodes together and yes. released it in the UK. I don't know if they released it in US. They like did that. the same with the Batman crossover, mm. the world's finest. Does this uh, do iTunes roll into the next episode? I believe they do. Don't it they? doesn't. No, oh, it, does it, it, it just it just, it just, it just dies. Oh. So. Okay, so we're gonna so we'll have a little pause. So we're gonna get the next episode queued up very yeah, we'll, shortly. We'll queue up, but in the meantime, what what? So just overall, because I saw that last night, but it's been a while since you've seen it. It has been it. a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I, I love it. I think I think it's a great introduction to Krypton, the the his past, Superman's past, and everything. I think I think it's one of my favorite iterations of Krypton and the story of Krypton's explosion. Awesome. Um, I love I love the characters. I think it's it's nice to have. Uh, the council in there. It's nice to have, you know, um, another relative. Like, because it does seem like in most iterations that it's just those two. It's just yeah. Like, um, but we like. I like to see, you know, Jorel doing stuff as well. Excellent. I think let's get cracking on with the next one. Absolutely. So uh, once again, we're looking at a black screen. We've pulled up the next episode on the iTunes. So now we are at zero, 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 and we're going to start the counter going in three, two, one, go. Okay, here we are again. So Bug- Bugs is back. Bugs is back. He's just taking a bite. So we'll we'll just keep yammering on um, about through the through the theme credits. Yeah. So uh, can we talk about the theme? Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. That, again, another one by Shirley Walker, who obviously, um, it, she extrapolated a lot of the Batman the Animated Series music from the Tim Burton film. Mm. But in this, they're going with something completely different. And at first I was like, well, why don't you use the Richard Donner version? That's clearly mm. like the definitive version. But yeah. the, the more times pass, the more I kind of, I really appreciate this version. I think I think it's a great theme. It, 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 it harkens to that sense of, of the John Williams version. Yeah. But it, it's still like, it, it, yeah, it's similar. Yeah, it's Superman. And but it's it's something new. It's something different. It and has I, that soaring quality it to does. it. Yeah. It has that proud kind of. I'm standing up for what I believe in. Um, you know, this is who I am. You deal with it. I'm going to do the right thing no matter what because that is what I do. Yeah. Um, and I, it's there we go. And it's good. It's come and gone. That's how good it was. So we get a little recap of the last episode, don't we? Yeah. And and just just a little bit of. Returning to Krypton, this sort of like retro design, the yeah. absurd council members yeah. costumes well, with the it pointy was, shoulders. It always, dri- always drives me nuts in films where there's always some detractor that's like, this, this will never happen. This <laughs> yeah. will never explode. Or that can't be an alien. What are you talking about? Yeah. But why I mean, did you lie? That's such an interesting line for a machine. Yeah. Like, why did you lie? Because that's very, it's a very human thing to do. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that's why I find Brainiac one of the more interesting and unique. Uh, villains, I'm still surprised that they still haven't done a live action version of Brainiac for a movie. I know they did one for Krypton. Yeah, the that's, show. that's been the only time we've seen a live action, but I'm as astonished as you are. Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, you know, I, I get Zod, I get Zod, I, I'm interested in Zod, I like Zod, but I, Brainiac is would be the go to one for me. Yeah, and the thing is, there's only so many times you can do the alien invader thing without mm. it getting stale oh, so God, yeah. uh, I think maybe I think the way you make Brainiac work is what they did in the Grant Morrison run which is Brainiac has always like he's been here for quite some time oh really sort of biding his time I still to finish that I started it but I didn't I think I've read the first issue the the sort of New 52 yeah, act, the, run on action comics when he wears really the t-shirt and yeah, stuff, yeah yeah blue jean superman I so really like seeing, it we're seeing little Kal-El baby Kal-El uh, also the name of Nicolas Cage's son yes so I heard yeah mm-hmm. And uh, Henry Cavill's dog is also called Cal. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fun Here fact. we go. Here we go. So, I love the Kents. I don't yes. know about you, but no, I absolutely, absolutely. Love the Kents. like as someone who grew up sort of watching this and the Lois and Clark series. Mm. I love the fact that he'd always come. You just have Superman sort of sipping a cup of coffee in in this sort of like you know midwestern yeah. family kitchen that always sort of appealed to and me I, I love that he always went to them for advice no matter what no matter what he was dealing with yeah. be it be it metallo or you know his insecurities about revealing his secret identity to yeah. Lois Lane he would always go back to mom and dad and that's a very human thing to do I think yeah you, and you it's do. something that I think some, something that really differentiates Superman from Batman and a lot of, for some reason, in recent years, a lot of creators have tried to sort of pull away from that. We've had the Kents killed off over and over again. I don't I, like it. Uh, or, or at least Jonathan Kent yeah. killed off over and over again. Yeah. And I think you lose something in that. I think you, you, you do lose that sort of wholesome, because Superman doesn't need, he's, his entire planet exploded. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need another layer of tragedy on top no, of that. exactly That's, right. Superman's and, not who you go to for And tragedy. this is a great, this is a great kind of, like, this is a, a, a kind of, a love letter to adoptive parents as well. Like, yes, absolutely. Like there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of amazing parents out there that do not have children. 
You know, they're yeah, not, yeah. not born from, you know, their loins, what have you. You know, Good they, use of the word loins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they've not come from that. And they are some of the best parents in the world because that is who they are and they want that child so much and they love those children. Um, and you don't have to be, you know, blood related to love a child um, in any form. Um, and and that's, uh, I think this is a really nice spotlight. So every time I see Superman... I'm very sad if I see one of the Kents dead. Yeah. As, as good as some of the stories are, like um, uh, I think Superman Brainiac is a really good one with um, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. It's a really good story. And there's even an animated movie about that, actually, Superman Unbound. Yes, which is, yeah, massively very, very underrated. Good. And I think we will definitely look at that in the future. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm always a bit gutted if one of them's dead, I'll be honest. I also like the fact that uh, she mentions Christopher and Kirk as possible suggestions for <laughs> Clark's name, which are obviously Christopher Reeve and Kirk Allen, who have both played Superman in live action. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. I just I just thought, I don't know, I was just thinking like Captain Kirk, I think. Oh, like, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we get to see a bit of teenage Clark. It's a bit of Smallville. Yeah, yeah. And, Smallville. And, and a bit of Lana Lang as well. Yeah. And I, I, it, We don't get an awful lot of it, but uh, I, I do like this relationship. Mm. And I'm not I'm not sure, but his voice sounds a little bit like uh, Will Friedel, who was Terry McGuinness. Yeah. So I don't know if... In fact, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I don't know if it is, but it does... It has that same sort of energy. It does, same, yeah, that youthful kind uh, of vigour um, I really like the relationship. There's a later episode with Lana in where she's dating Lex Luthor. Yeah, she's a fashion LL versus LL LL versus no LL was going out with LL. But yeah, there's that's a weird thing in 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 Superman comics. There's a lot of LLs, isn't there? Yes, I think. Well, I think it's even Laurie Lamaris, who was the the mermaid that Superman went down with for a while. Yeah, that was that's that's one relationship they've not revisited in the in the last few years. <laughs> um, just scrolling through IMDb, hmm. Malcolm McDowell is Metallo. Oh yeah, yeah. I had no idea. That's a that's a oh, good. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. That's a good pull. He's isn't actually. It? I think he's actually in this episode, isn't he? I think he makes his first yes. appearance. In this yes, yes, he does. Yeah, very much. Um, but yeah, I, did, like, I think someone once said to me that that Superman is actually three people. Yes. Uh, he is Kal-el, son of Krypton. He is Clark Kent, son of Smallville. And he is Superman. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is absolutely spot on. And I think that, that you know, speaks to all of us as well. Like, you, you hang out with different people, you spend time with your family. You are a different person. Oh, big time, yeah. You know, no matter, no matter who you spend your time with. And you're still the same person. You're just like a different iteration of that person. Um, yeah. And I, th- I feel like that. Like, when Clark goes home, he's very much at home. He's the farm kid, you know. Yeah, I think that's my favourite version of Clark Kent. The sort of, like, in, in, in blue jeans and a sort of flannel shirt. Yeah. <laughs> with his glasses off, just sort of, like, helping he's, out around know, he's, the farm. He's throwing, he's throwing, like, a ball for crypto and he's, you know, yeah. f- flying a million miles away to catch it. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the real Clark, isn't it? Yeah. And, and look, 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 like, again, like, he, he doesn't, th- he doesn't even think He's, there's been this huge, we've seen this huge explosion, huge crash in Smallville, and Clark's just thrown himself in the in the middle of it, and his his powers are emerging. Yeah, I think they even made a joke about looking at the 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 girls' locker room. Yeah, we're sorry, we're, we're just rambling through. We that, were we yeah. were rambling through. That's quite a, that's quite a risque joke to put in like this sort of stuff. I, I remember in the Justice League, there's one where um, the the Flash go, the Flash says something like, "I'm the fastest man alive," and Hawk Girl goes, "You know, maybe that's why you can't keep a girlfriend." <laughs> I'm sure there's one episode where the Question and Huntress are having phone sex. <laughs> They're not having like there's a, no, a, no. an allusion to phone sex. Yeah. But um, yeah, and like the the fact that you've got teenage Clark throwing himself in these situations, um, he doesn't know. Like 
a lot of people see Superman stories and go, oh, well, yeah, well, he's indestructible. Like, at this point, yeah. he doesn't know that. And what there's a really good... Uh, I think it was Darwin Cook and Tim Sale, uh, Superman mm. Kryptonite, mm. which is it's like an early year Superman, and he doesn't know he's invincible. Like he yeah. doesn't know what his limits are, and every time he throws himself into a deadly situation, he thinks this could be his last. Will this will this kill me? Could this hurt? Yeah, me? yeah. And I think in a, a little bit in that book, he's kind of looking for it a little bit. He's there's a mm. almost a kind of morbid curiosity. Yes. about him saying, "Could I? Can I die? Yeah. Do I? Will I grow old? Will I? You know, he does." doesn't know these things and I think that's that's interesting I know a lot of the time they can play him off as a lot of people say oh he's the resident strong man he's not as intelligent as Batman but in a lot of stories he is very highly intelligent yeah yeah he's you know in I know in Grant Morrison's all-star Superman he's like doing surgery on a son and things like that you know bizarre kind of things like that but I personally I like it when he does he doesn't have as you know as keen a sense like there isn't I think there is a small bit of naivete to Superman which yeah. comes along with who he is and his kind of the hope the hope he represents which is not necessarily a bad thing but again like that's why that's why Batman's there because he goes you shouldn't be so naive yeah. but then he's like well you shouldn't be so bloody grim all the time you know it's kind of they're, they're a good balance between each other I love in the little box that he's just picked up how the little squiggles sort of align themselves into the S-Shield um, the only thing, the only thing I think is a missed opportunity is we don't see that logo anywhere else on Krypton, so we don't yeah. have we don't have this idea of what it means like we do get in sort of uh, in Superman Birthright, the Mark Wade book, yeah, uh, or in in Man Steel, Man of Steel, yeah, yeah. Man of Steel, yeah. Um, and I, I just think that because the I love the idea of the 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 symbol means something even before he's Superman because he 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 when he comes to Metropolis he is in that suit pretty much straight away. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> let him be, Martha. Let him be. Yeah, he's only being brainwashed. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, let him. Let him hallucinate in the with the alien body. I he's am fine. a normal human being, so he knows all these things are happening to him. He is different. Yeah, but he's holding on to that humanity. He doesn't want to be. Di- he doesn't want to be any more different than he already is. And like that's what when people say, "Oh, Superman isn't relatable." Like, fair enough. We don't know what it's like to realize you're from another yeah. planet, but we we do know what it's like to be growing up and to sort of like come into all these like being outsider. Yeah, and re- and but also to realize like you're you're stronger. You're you're get you're grow you're physically growing. That's uh, that's a really that's a really tragic moment. He reaches out for his mother's hand, and she's just a hologram. Yeah, and 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 for adopted kids, yeah. you know, this idea of the, he's get, he's smashing the barn up he's scaring his parents yeah and you know, this, he's doing this, what a teenager does exactly but this idea of sort of um, realising you're uh, you're adopted and your worldview just sort of expands mm. like that now I, I love this sort of moment where he sort of loses yeah, control yeah. emotionally and <laughs> without sort of realising yeah. it he's starting to fly yeah and I, I also love that he doesn't you know what I, I, I think this this I know it's it's clearly not the same but I actually prefer this Smallville scene to the Christopher Reeves one. Yeah. Because it, it, there's a bit more to it, there's a bit more importance to it, there's a bit more story element to it. It's not just like, he's young and has powers. There's a really nice moment like this in Superman Returns, which I think is a, which I would be happy to discuss on this podcast. Because yeah. I think it's a very underrated film. You know what, I'd l- I would like to see it again. I remember not enjoying it whatsoever. Oh, but, really? But okay, I, yeah. Yeah, I just... I, I, Deadbeat Dad Superman didn't grab me back there's, then. <laughs> there's there's more to it. No, I, 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 I get agree, that, I and I get the complaints about it, but there is yeah. a lot more to it than that. Yeah. But I, again, I love that sort of right revelation that he's flying, yeah. and he does a little loop-de-loop. Yeah. That's cool. Did you ever play the video game 
uh, Superman Shadow of Apocalypse. No, no, I didn't. It was amazing, and yeah. it was based on the animated series. But I, I, heard, do... I heard there was another video game, not so well received, called Superman sixty four. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I never, I never played that. Yeah, did I, I never owned an N sixty four. I never saw the appeal of no, the N sixty four. But I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I never played it because I've seen videos and it looks horrendous. But no, uh, uh, Shadow Apocalypse is nothing like that. It's, that's good, it's, that's it's cool. excellent. It's good, really, good. really good. I'm trying to remember, there was what I remember did play a Superman game that my my mum's boyfriend's very much like Superman and very interested in Superman. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure if I ever I can't remember what the, it was called though. Um, I think it's Superman something, Man of Steel maybe. I don't know. Was it on the Xbox? It the may have been. Xbox? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the one. It yeah. was Man of Steel. Yeah. 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 Um, that one I quite enjoyed because it was all add all the villains like Bizarro. You go into the Phantom Zone, Bizarro, all the elements of Superman the like. Here we are, the big city itself, Metropolis. And uh, I, I love the fact that sort of Angela Chen, who's a TV reporter, and you've got Lois Lane, and they're kind of catty with each other, and like yes. Lois Lane's the serious journalist, and she doesn't take television seriously. Yeah, they didn't go with um, Cat Grant. Which, they didn't, no. Uh, which was interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't know why, or... Big Blue Angel. Well, that's basically what he is, I guess. Yeah, I love that they're introducing Superman through the point of view of the people he saved straight away. Through, through the eyes of a child. Yeah, well, and also it's kind of like what they did in uh, the first uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, how before we see Spider-Man... All the, ta- all we, the talking heads. Yeah, we get all yeah. the talking heads sort of discussing him as a as a phenom- as news, basically, as a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dana Delaney is... Dana Delaney is actually the longest-serving Lois Lane of all time. She's incredible. And like, she's so great in this. When I read Superman comics, it's her voice that, uh, that... And she was in... like I'd never seen her in real life until uh, I saw Desperate Housewives. She's she's in a lot. Like She's she, in a she lot, She works yeah. hard and, and she's she's a very good actress. Um, and I think in this... And she's kept it up. She's she's mm. done it. She did it here. She did it in Justice League. Justice League Unlimited. You know, all the way through. She, and she was a strong presence and it's always nice to... To see and hear her voice. She's even uh, Andrea Beaumont in yes, Mask is, of the yeah. Phantasm. Batman she, Mask of the Phantasm. She has one of those voices. She, it, it's kind of, she, especially in this episode, she talks very fast, like like mm. the forties, like a newspaper person. Yeah, yeah. It's like she does have a very sort of like boom, boom, boom sort of um, uh, rhythm to her mm. to her voice. But also, bit like, a bit like Margot Lane from The Shadow. Yeah, but there's also kind of a warmth there as well, and mm. uh, and I think this is one of the first things where. Uh, the great and benevolent Mr. Luthor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, th- I think this is one of the first things where you, you see Lois Lane uh, refer to Clark as Smallville. Yes. Uh, and I quite like that sort of gentle teasing yeah. of, uh, of, you know, big no, country. No, no, that, that happens in um, happens in Christopher Reeve's one, doesn't he? She calls him Smallville. No, she doesn't. I'm sure she does. Does she? I'm sure, I swear she calls him Smallville. Okay. I could be wrong. What, what do you think of the non-bumbling Clark Kent? Um, I like... I think you can do... Both, yeah. I think, for me, sort of the best version of Clark Kent is he's not the sort of the doofus who's always like tripping over his yeah. feet or whatever. He's as, just the as guy. Jimmy Olsen's just done. Yeah, he's just the guy you look past and yeah. uh, and and mannered. Uh, yeah, and there's that brilliant line where oh, Miss Lane uses me all the time, and he's like, yes, so I see, because she used him as a distraction while she. The spelling of laboratories was wrong on that building. It was said, it? It said laboratories. L A E. There was um, it might be the fact that, and I'm I swear to God, there's an episode of um of Batman the animated series where there's a a, a boat pulling away and it says Auckland on it, but for a second it says Fuckland. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I swear it's on there. You talk, you talk about uh, Angela Chen and Lois being catty. Yes. She just said, well, we don't, they don't usually send two reports to cover the same story. I know. And uh, Clark has actually got their 
quicker. Yeah. How? Lois wonders, but of it's, course we know. I think that's kind of an homage as well to Superman the movie where um, in Smallville he sort of gets to where the, his friends are going in the car and yes. he's like, how do you get fast? Yeah. Oh, I ran. Yeah. And they're like, you're crazy. You're weird. <laughs> yeah. The Lexoskel. Look at this body armour. This exoskeleton. And it's kind of like everything from sort of Robocop 2 to Iron Man 2, this idea of the, the big robot suits. It, you know what? As much as I like the DCAU, they pull a lot of influence from Marvel Comics. They okay. do like there is there is you can see it. So for the, for this, this looks like for me the Mandroid armor okay. from Marvel Comics, uh, which is basically a specific special ops team of Shield, and they have these big kind of armored suits they you know use against the Avengers or Iron Man. Um, they're featured in the Iron Man Armor Wars, um, and in they're also in. In the Kree Scroll War, Avengers Kree Scroll War. Okay. But the iteration of this is the one. The way it looks here is the way it looks in the Armor Wars. Um, but it does it does have that. But I guess all kind of armor suits are going to look a certain way. And yeah. here we have one of my favorite actors of all time, Clancy Brown. Yeah, I mean, talk talk about definitive. This is the definitive Lex Luthor. Yes. And as much as I love what Jesse Eisenberg did with him yeah. in live action, I thought it was you know really interesting and original. We've still not seen this version no. of Lex on the big screen. It's so disappointing. My two favorite versions of Lex for my money are uh, is this. Uh, this version and the Michael Rosenbaum Smallville version. Which... See, I never got into Smallville. I think no. I was just a bit too old for it when yeah, it came Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it here and there and I enjoyed it. I didn't watch it religiously, mm. um, but he, he took the character seriously. There was no, you know, as much as I like the other Gene Hackman or I don't, I'm not a massive fan of the Jesse Eisenberg version. However, uh, I can see what they were trying to do with it, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm not interested in the kind of you know used car salesman Lex Luthor, yeah. you know the jokey, you know bumbling, over the top, quirky Lex Luthor. I'd rather have a serious, evil, jealous, you know manipulative Lex Luthor that oh, I've read in the comics. Sure, oh, there we go. Sure, we, did, right. we did get it. Did get it. <laughs> that, I think that's the only one in the whole yeah. series. Don't expect ever. that to see that again. So <laughs> somebody is stealing the Lex. Suit the Lex Skell. Yeah, the Le- Lex Skell. That, yeah. That's terrible branding. Yes. Right? Come on, <laughs> Lex Skell. And uh, yeah, fuck it. They're just gonna fly through the ceiling because why wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? When you got when you got armor like that. Ooh, Lois. And I think this is fall. this is another sort of imagined uh, from another imagined country, but yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, it's good. Um, Superman's big rescue. There we go. Not quite. You've got me. Who's got you? <laughs> no, but I, I, I like it. Look at my, look at my crotch. Look at, <laughs> look, look at my, my ass. Look at my, <laughs> look at my crotch shot. <laughs> I don't know why, but I always liked how Superman's trunks are sort of like they're black, but they've got a red streak. Mm. In the same way that sort of Batman's costume was black, but his cloak yeah. was black, but had a blue streak. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's a good like it's a it's obviously the classic version of the design, like mm. the classic Superman look. Um, you don't really mess with that, I don't think too no. too much. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that was a good choice. The, I, I did listen to the commentaries on some of these episodes a few okay. years back, um, and like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, they were talking about uh, the way Superman looks, and they actually would write. Surprisingly, they would write a lot of his episodes at night because he actually looked better at night. Yeah, the way the suit looks and everything, just the way the lighting, which is strange. Obviously, with you know they had Batman the animated series almost entirely set at night. Um, apart from the odd episode here and there, but um, oh yeah, just just push him. <laughs> I won't be saving you. See you later. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! I hope so, they've got parachutes. So, so Superman's just killed two guys. Um, oh wait, no, they've got parachutes. Don't there we? you go. I thought they were gonna do that cop out where they bother, sort of yeah. they land in water and it's like oh well they'll be fine even though you'd definitely die if you yeah. fell that far and landed in water. 
Oh, oh, is this uh, is this Malcolm McDowell? I think this is, is Malcolm McDowell now. Yeah, He's yeah. Dust. Now this is. Um, I didn't know if you knew this, but the they deliberately omitted the yellow S from the cape. Okay. Just because they didn't want to have to animate it whenever yeah. the cape sort of moved or rippled. God, yeah, that because would have been that, that would throw the proportions. Off. This is this is before the computer animation as well, so it's still yeah. still being hand drawn. And when so. when you look at also, oh crap, oh good heavens! And oh. the, now this, I think this this plane rescue, I think Superman Returns pulled a lot from this. Oh yeah, I think so too. Uh, oh, that's it. Too but we're not going to see it yet because no. it's the end of the episode. Sorry, guys, the cliffhanger is. Da-na-na, da-na-na. So what? That I mean, that episode covered a lot of ground. That We've gone was, straight yeah. from sort of like first days in Smallville to to full on Superman. Like yeah. jumped, a few, jumped a few years in front, um, but yeah, I, I think it it, co- it, it it's it's weird. It it does cover a lot, but it didn't feel rushed or no, too much. All. It was you know it set everything up. So like the next, the last part is just the adventure, I guess. It's the the most kind of bombastic part, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I'm ever so slightly disappointed that they didn't do anything to establish sort of what the suit is, where it came from, mm. why he wears it, why he's not. Because in the the John Byrne sort of Man of Steel. Like post crisis relaunch mm. in the eighties. At first, he's rescuing people, and he's just wearing like a leather, a brown leather jacket yeah, and yeah. jeans. And and they're like, and they're looking at it, and then he because he's he's not wearing a mask, is he? And he's he's not, like, no. no. But that doesn't he vibrate at a certain rate, so he can't be. He, I he can't think see him. that's something they they did later. Oh, okay, I could so be wrong. Not, not in but... that. Okay, that's cool. Um, but in I, I remember in the John Byrne thing that that his like the the Kents create the suit, don't they? Yes, they they create it just, and I like that. I like that element. A lot of people are you know the the Krypton, the Kryptonian armor, or the Kryptonian suit. But I quite like that kind of that that they have a pl- a part to play. Yeah, in in him becoming Superman, they give him the glasses and everything like that. Yeah, tell him to do this and do that with his hair. Um, I, I like that they've got a, a, a they have a vested interest. It's that he's yeah. their son, you know, and they don't want him to go off and die um so but yeah he had a personal force field if i remember that would cover his entire body in the john burn that's right yeah and that's why the the suit wouldn't get tarnished or ruined apparently we all have that we all have like a little sort of uh a little sort of bioelectrical aura because otherwise like just dirt and shit would stick to us and dust would stick to us all the time oh my god apparently yeah it it keeps it keeps like magnet for filth yeah it just keeps stuff off us apparently cool right should we crack on with the last one yeah let's crack on with the last episode so we're uh let me just we're back again to zero 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 i'll bring it up and i'll just press pause okay so we're we're back on a black screen uh we're at zero 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 and we're gonna press play in three two one and we're rolling. So part three of three. Yes, so and this is it. Bugs has just taken his bite, and we're back we're into back the credits and back to the. So let's see what kind of. Let's talk about what kind of images they use in the intro as well. Like, I mean, it's everything you need. You've yeah. got Krypton blows up, Kent's picking him up, Smallville for Superman. a second, and then boom, Superman. Yeah, this and, is Superman. And uh, there's there's even the bit where he's sort of like the Neil Adams style. He's shrugging off the. The 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 chains yeah. the the, the wrap around him yeah he's holding he's holding the flames there pushing the flames he's carrying Lois classic Lois is saving him um, got a little bit of Jimmy a little, little bit of, of I love like one Superman's thing power. that one thing that you don't get as much of in Superman media these days is uh, Clark Kent crusading reporter yeah and that's one thing that I think BVS did really well this mm. idea of he's trying to sort of campaign for social justice and even though social justice warrior has become sort of yeah uh, a, a negative the, yeah um, which I have my own opinions about but yeah uh, and 
just Clancy Brown's Lex Luthor, that's just amazing. <laughs> this idea. Yeah. And just, I love that we'll, we'll, we'll see it later, but just this idea of him sort of like hovering outside the window judging Lex Luthor. Yeah, we're, getting another, we're getting another recap of the last episode. Yeah. And it, again, it just reminds you how much ground the last episode. Like, what all these series are amazing at telling a lot of story in little 20 minute increments. Yeah. It's so impressive, and you can you, like I've I've gone I've gone hours just watching them without realizing um, that I've watched you know three hours of them like yeah nine episodes have gone by and I've gone oh god I I need to do something with my life uh, <laughs> on, on the other side of it I've been rewatching a lot of sort of um, I've been going through my blue red box set of Batman the animated mm. series and just the I I will watch one episode of that and I will be completely sort of satisfied like I'll be mm. completely satiated. It's because they just do a lot with with so a very short space of time. So we're back now with the falling plane that okay. Superman has inadvertently caused. Yeah, and I I love that as well. Like people assume that oh, if you've got Superman's powers, then perfect. Yeah, you don't need to worry about anything. But like you've still got to worry about the physics of how the fuck do you bring down? Well, look, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite moments here. He's pulling. He's trying to pull the plane, and, and oof, physics. Off comes, <laughs> off comes the tail fin. Nice yeah. one, Clark. Well done, dickhead. This but, is a great shot here. Zoom right and, towards the camera, and he gets under it, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. That, and, and again, this is uh, this. I think yeah. Superman Returns does exactly this. So he tries and yeah. push against the, the nose cone and try and slow it. it yeah. I think, he, I think he might pull on the wing. I think the other wing comes off. Yes, that's right. That's, yeah. I think that's how he does it. But yeah, when I saw Superman Returns, I was like, yeah, this is you know. But it is kind of a classic thing. He's either saving. I think that's usually his first adventures usually he's, he's uh, saving a space shuttle yeah. or he's saving a plane or something like that it's like something nobody could do no yeah. human being could do again going back to the John Byrne thing I think that was what his sort of uh, debut was yeah. there okay. and it would have been nice in like as much as I love Man of Steel hmm. which is a lot it would have been nice if we got something like that before we get to the Battle of Krypton but I, I think the whole point I love of that it he's is... not again I love that he's not um, sorry to interrupt no not at all but I love that he's not trying to stop it he's trying to move it and divert yeah. it away because he's not going to be able to stop it where he is but he's at least kind of trying to get it somewhere safe and I prefer that than them you know physically stopping it yeah <laughs> and it, it's an effort for him as well it's like yeah. that. that's one thing I think I think this show got his power level just right yes. so he's, he's he's the most powerful character in this universe mm. but at the same time he still has limitations yeah. he's not he's not sort of silver age omnipotent superman yeah. who can blow out a star you and know he, even high caliber like high caliber bullets hurt him like, yeah it's not it's like a luke cage thing it's not like yeah he's like oh i'm shrugging all this off we'll see it like, in a bit yeah. yeah well they like they knock him down and yeah. one, one thing that the um the superman <laughs> returns game did really well actually is like bullets don't hurt you because you don't have an energy bar mm. but they knock you back and Metropolis has an energy bar yeah, so yeah. they stop you from being able to sort of protect Metropolis that's quite an interesting concept for a yeah. game the, the city has a health bar I think that's the way you've got to do it yeah, yeah definitely like things can incapacitate you but yeah oh the video here we go video now, recording I'm, that's that's incredibly good amateur video though. yeah that is, <laughs> that's the most best found footage film I've ever seen looks like a flying guy <laughs> Do you do you like um, sort of when Superman sort of gracefully taking off, or do you prefer it when he's sort of like pachoom, when he's like a bullet? I don't know. I think I think depending on the situation, I yeah. think you know if he, if if he does, I do like a bit of weight to him, a, a bit of like the the feel that like is almost 
having to make the effort to get yeah. up, to get up there. You know, he, like Stanley always said that you know he didn't really like the way Superman flew. So when he created Thor, he was like, Thor can't fly. Yeah. But he whirls his hammer around. Yeah. Throws the hammer, holds onto it, and that is the flying. Meow thing. meow does the flying. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we just we just seen that. We just seen Lois Lane giving Superman his name, and she actually does refer back to Nietzsche. Which is, and it's, yes. it's great that you've got a, a show aimed at kids that discusses Nietzsche. Yeah, the Ubermensch. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, well, that was that was the whole initial idea of, of Joe Siegel, and, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Yeah. Was that it was the, this evil Ubermensch, wasn't it? it That's was right, boil, yeah, yeah. A, a bold, evil Superman. And then they, they repurposed that idea into this. Yeah. And and as we were just saying, we get his this first moment of going back to sort of touch base with the parents to sort of you know, discuss the, the, the quandaries that come with, well, my identity's out there now. Yeah, what do I do? How what do, do I, I do? Yeah. yeah. And this is what I love, this is why I love the Kents, is because they're always there. They're, they're his, they're like, we say, obviously, biological parents are his biological parents, they always will be. Mm-hmm. But these are his real parents in, in so many ways, because yeah. they're, they're, they're his touchstone, they're his humanity. So like, like I like in Kingdom Come where he he you know he loses them he loses Lois he loses everybody at the planet and he that's his link to humanity those are the people he knows best and yeah then he just he's like well I'm just going to isolate myself because yeah. I've got no stake in this anymore I've got no stake in this planet which is you know obviously not true um, and he does come back but I, I would I can understand why oh yeah I love this yeah <laughs> and I also love the fact that his mum says sort of like. That, I mean, we had some brilliant lines in that scene. Yeah. Like, I love the fact that, like, um, Clark Kent is who you are. Superman just helps out a little. That's the opposite yes. of Batman. You yes. know, I love that. He is He is Clark Kent. He's not... That's Superman is the persona. But, yeah, you're right. It's the other way for Batman. But his, I love the fact that his mom said, you know, talk to the press, get them on your side, help them get to know you a bit. Because, yeah. like, that's why he doesn't wear a mask. He wants yeah. people to trust him. He wants exactly. to be as transparent as possible. Because, you know, if, if, an, alien, if an alien flew down from outer space... Would you would you trust them straight exactly. away? Would you understand them? Would you, you know, uh, would you be a bit suspect? You know this, and this is a good package. This is like the perfect package, and yeah. it's almost too good to be true. It's the guy who just is doesn't lie. He you know he's honest. He you know he's helping out for no other for no selfish reasons at all. Would you trust that? Yeah. In this day and age, you wouldn't. I think we would if he charged us. I think if we got, <laughs> there was a subscription fee. No, yeah, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's the yeah, world we live in now. Yeah. If we're paying for it, then fair enough. That's, but what, that's, why, that's, why, that's why Luke Cage works very well. Because yeah, he just yeah. charges for his services. <laughs> oh, we've got uh, Lex Luthor having a lovely massage with loads of other people in the room. Um, it's very unusual, but he runs the, he runs the world. And <laughs> didn't they? Is, is this where they bring up the fact that he and Lois used to go out? Mm. And I, I I really like that, and that was my fa- one of my favorite things in Lois and Clark clearly, as well. Dick is clearly out here. <laughs> like that, that town is tiny. Dick is is hanging out. Yeah, but also he's like, look at that man muscles. Yeah. By the way, I work out. I am the. I, well, that's that's Lex in a in a. You know, he is the Ubermensch. I've he's always like, liked buff Lex. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, I'm the pinnacle of brains. I'm the pinnacle of human perfection. And then Superman comes along, and I hate that because he's yeah. he has all these gifts that I don't have. Um, it is an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, when when this came out, obviously the skin tones are very different on all the characters. Yeah. So when this came out, they a lot of fans thought that Lex Luthor might be an African American. Yeah, and from what I gather, I think mm. this version of Lex is modelled on Telly Savalas. Okay. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. 
because the the big lips, the yeah, big yeah, nose, yeah, yeah. Uh, course, the, yeah. the, the the like defined eyebrows. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you, you could if you wanted a, to read it that yeah. way, you certainly could. Yeah, definitely. And, and I don't think anybody. I think the the creators were not aiming for that necessarily, but they weren't against it. They were like, if you want to see Lex Luthor as an African American, that's cool. Um, it's like Harvey Dent in the Batman series. Exactly. Like he could exactly he could right. be because I think Billy D was still Harvey Dent at that exactly. point. Like he could be black, he could yeah. be Hispanic. He's sort of ambiguous. And you know, and unfortunately today, if someone did that in an animated series, there might be well, if it was as high as high kind of exposure as most of these films are, but some horrible group of people will probably kick off and go. Uh, let's not venom- venomous people, which is let's yeah. not. No. You need only look at what's going on with Captain Marvel. Oh. To realise how yeah. shit people are. People are a bit shit on the <laughs> internet. Um, oh, is it Kazakhstan? Not Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say I Kazakhstan. Love, I love that as well. It's like Ni- Nairobi. Yeah. Nairobi. <laughs> you make up countries because you don't want to alienate anywhere here's, where you might want to export your. Here's a very little used character. Bibbo! Which, which I really like. Bibbo. I love Bibbo. So Bibbo Bibowski. Bibbo Bibowski, yeah. yeah. Um, I I love him. He's uh, you know he's a big Superman fan. He's a good guy, but he's quite. I, I like. I really enjoy simple, honest, good characters. Like like Happy Hogan is very yeah. similar to Bibi Babowski, and in um, so much in you know in in Iron Man, he was you know he's a boxer. He was a relatively down to earth guy. He's not he's not lot super smart like Tony Stark, but mm-hmm. he's he's still a good man, and you know he's not. And and I like I like characters like that. Um, even even some of the villains like Sandman, yeah, uh, from Spider Man, I really love and you know, kind of salt of the earth, down on their yeah, luck exactly. kind of people. Yeah, they're just they're just dealing with it day to day, but they're trying to do the best they can, and they're inspired by people like uh, Spider Man or Superman or you know however. But um, but yeah, I, I just he's a really underused character in the rest. They they did have him in in Reign of the Supermen, yeah, which I his, really enjoyed. I love that his bar is in Hobbs Bay, which is basically like Metropolis's equivalent of Crime Alley. Is it Ace, uh, Ace of Clubs? The bar, I think it's called. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they call which, it Suicide Slum. Yes, sorry, yeah. Suicide Slum. Yeah, um, I re- I really like Suicide Slum as well. That's a yeah. really underused. I like the whole. Uh, have you ever read um, the Lex Luthor autobiography comic? Yeah, by um, uh, Lieber Mayho and Brian yes. Azzarello. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. There's another one. There's an earlier one. Oh, um, and it's basically it's all about it's about an, uh, a Dan on his up reporter that kind of um, decides to do the autobiography of Lex Luthor. He starts looking into his past and he starts finding out where he's from. So he finds out he's from Suicide Slum originally. Oh, um, and I've got I've got the comic. If you want to borrow it? Yes, definitely. Um, and basically, he's he starts interviewing people that Lex knew throughout his life and then Lex gets wind of this and kind of tries to shut the autobiography down. I love it. Um, but yeah, I'll lend you that. I think you'd really enjoy it. I, I really like this scene where Lois is using a combination of charm and audacity to mm. sort of like... And that to me is Lois Lane. Like, she, she's not she's not sort of... Uh, she's not acerbic. She's not no. kind of... She doesn't, she doesn't like... She how, does piss people off, oh, yeah. but in all the right ways. I, I love how cheeky she is. Like yes. you, you don't get anywhere in life if you're not a little bit cheeky, and she is quite cheeky. And I love um, how John Corbin's trying to sort of charm her and failing yes, miserably. Exactly, yeah, because <laughs> he's a horrible, horrible creep. Um, but yeah, we see a little more of John Cor- Corbin later on in the series. Um, but yeah, so what's the what's the plot of this? I do forget a little bit. Something about Kaznia and okay, so uh, they um, they basically are trying to steal Lex's. Oh, I can't even remember. They're trying to steal suit, Lex's suit, suit yeah. for reasons. That, that's all you need to know. Really. I think isn't it something like there's a civil war going on or something? Maybe yeah. Use? Oh, that's it. Um, yeah. Uh, they want him. Uh, Lex Luthor arranges with them for the suit to get stolen. 
so that he can get commissioned by the government to build more... Right, to fight the Caspians. Yeah, yeah. Right, I see. Cool, cool. So they like reverse engineer it. Yeah. Supposedly reverse engineer it. Yeah, it's one of those everybody just jumping out the window. There's... <laughs> as you do. Just as you do. Hey, where'd you go, Clark? Just, just jumping out the window. I love I love when like Clark falls out the window and like oh yeah Superman caught me it's, I'm fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> you make it a bigger say yeah yeah this is pretty big if uh, if you're kidnapping Lois Lane you should be get used to having Superman come along and fight you <laughs> there was there there's an episode later on where uh, I think it's the Batman Superman crossover where like Lois Lane's on a plane that gets hijacked and they say what's your name and she says Lois Lane she's like. The one Superman always saves. <laughs> We've kidnapped Lois Lane. Oh no! <laughs> and the, uh, is that a guy? Doesn't he? Superman rips open the. Oh yeah, he's bulletproof, guys. He's bulletproof. That's so cool as yeah. well. That's a good, that's a really good. Uh, and and I, I love anything. If you take where, it for granted, the bulletproofness. Yeah. Don't you? Like, it would be quite shocking to actually see that in real life, and that's quite scary as well. Yeah, the glowing eyes. <laughs> Demonic. If, if glowing you don't eyes. know. Yeah, that's the the one thing that I I don't very little I don't like about this design. But I wish they'd shown him having blue eyes because his, his yeah. eyes look kind of beady. Yeah, which there's, I could do with there's that. A, there's a, oh, I like that. Like he throws that's the one bullets. of my yeah. I love that he grabs the bullets and throws them back. It's that's a, one of my favorite things shit. ever. Oh, look, and and all that stuff has knocked him off his feet. Yeah, bowled him over. That's some heavy gear right there. It's physics. No yeah. matter how like yeah. how tough you are, yeah, things can still knock you over. Exactly. <laughs> um, I really like that. Oh, we got Corbin getting into the suit. Shades of Metallo. Yeah, I, th- I think there's some sort of like I think he gets electrocuted while he's in the suit. Yeah, I think I... he has some sort of it creates like a, an illness or yeah. a, some damage to his brain that k- kills him later on. He has to. Uh, oh, yeah, so some high caliber bullets there, just knocking him back. Yeah, this is a cool fight, by the way. It is a cool fight. This is a really, really good fight, and it like... shows that you can do stakes with a yeah. with a Superman fight. He's not he's not omnipotent. No, exactly. But uh, but well, he still he well. still hurls himself in the path yeah. of bullets because yeah, exactly. it's the right thing to do. Exactly. And again, it was going to hurt him. He, yeah. Those bullets are going to knock him back. You know, going to cause damage. Um, yeah. Call the police. You know, standard. <laughs> I'm going to stop that thing. It's like but I imagine it's like being shot with a rubber bullet. Like, it's not going to kill you, but it'll really hurt. <laughs> yeah. I love that big jump. Big jump there from the show. It's oh, cool, it, isn't it? Although it twists the top half twists. Yeah. It's kind of like Ed Two Hundred Nine a little bit. A little bit like Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it just reminded me of oh, um, right. the bit in Iron Man 2 where it twists all around and yeah. <laughs> kills the pilot. <laughs> That's a bit like Robocop 2 with all the, yeah. the replacing Robocops. Yeah. That's one of my favourite scenes in, in all of the Robocop films. Introducing Robocop 2. <laughs> I love that um, it, the, the suit sort of electrocutes itself when he gets on it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's got all these kind of design. But again, this, this idea gonna, of... I'm just going to walk away. He's probably dead. <laughs> it's this idea of testing his limits. Oh, yeah, look at that kick. That's so nice, cool. That is amazing. I forgot how good this fight is. I knew it was good, but I forgot how good it was. You don't get many sort of Superman oh, doing fisticuffs things as well, so I really I like it I think in a lot of the do. movies, for a longest time, like Superman 2 was like the only one where he'd literally punch anybody. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Superman 4, but we don't talk about that. No, we don't. I love that he ejects the cartridge and it goes... <laughs> yeah, it goes, goes through the window. The and it's like, that's causing damage as well. Yeah. Just ejecting. But it's just a little visual cue of like how powerful this thing is. Yeah. Because if you, if you don't do that then you make Superman look like a bit of a pushover oh yeah oh see it keep, keeps yeah they're really he's really giving it to him it's the bullets are really doing it's knock it, knocking him down he's looking, like he's actually physically looking for cover shredding a cement yeah. mixer that's so cool still pick it up though oh no he's going to go for the gas tank stupid stupid move my friend but it, yeah <laughs> but it's I not love... because he doesn't know he can just lob it at him yeah. like that no! <laughs> 
I do love Michael McDowell in pretty much anything. I, yeah, I think he's got he's, great. He's got a great voice. Um, you know, just fantastic. I mean, you only have to go back to Clockwork Orange. And yeah, films exactly. Like that. Um, <laughs> it's got one. He's does one of the one of my favorite intros to a film is Gangster Number One. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Yeah, With doesn't Paul, Paul Bettany play the Paul, younger version? That's right. Yeah, and he, he basically is at the he's at this big soiree and he's taking a piss and he's put champagne glass down next to the urinal. He's accidentally you can see him accidentally pissing into the champagne glass. That's right. Yeah, goes goes to pick it up, looks at the camera and goes to drink it, and he looks back at the camera and goes, "What do you think I am?" I can't. <laughs> I was like, that's probably one of the best openings of all time. Um, very, very, very not in line with what we're seeing here. Very much not. <laughs> but it's a good end. I would highly recommend Gangster Number One as well. Great this this suit is armed to oh the teeth. God, he's got napalm. He's yeah. got missiles. He's got he's got. Is there any guns? kick in Superman's ass? Like considering, like, um, did we ever see? No, we do. Yeah, in kind of Justice League, we see Lex have a kind of suit, don't we? Has yeah, I was going to say, look at that. This idea of a green robot suit does yeah. kind of call back to the the, the sort of Lex Lex battle, battle armor yeah. battle suit. That was oh, this this fight is amazing. It I is really this good. Fight. This is so so good. I forgot how good it was. This is why I wanted to do it because I hadn't seen this in so long, and it is the most one of the most. Oh yeah, yeah, pull his arm off. <laughs> and hits him with it. Go on, yeah. hits him with it. Oh, no, with it. He doesn't hit him with it. He rips the other arm off and yes. There you go. Knocks oh, him on yeah. his back with it. Yes, brilliant, fantastic. Oh, oh, yeah, backflip. Why not? In a in a big robot. This suit. is yeah. This is quite an agile. This is a good machine. And Superman is still still being <laughs> wobbling. It's this like, is like Ed Two Hundred Nine. It's like uh, Mons Perth and the Holy Grail with the Black Knight. <laughs> I'm invincible. <laughs> You're I a love, loony. I, I love it. He just—it's not even using his super breath, really. He just blows it over. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. And this—I oh, yeah, think this is where he gets yeah injured, isn't it? It's like messes with his brain or something. Oh yes, that's a badass Superman. Shall we go a few rounds without the suit? That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 what I like. I like seeing Superman as a badass, and you know, he's not—he's not just you know this hokey. You know, yeah. You know, don't take drugs, kids. He that's, still gets pissed off sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he went through a—that was a fight. That was a genuine fight. Uh, oh, there you go. So oh, the yeah. the region is arranged with Lex Luthor. There you go. We had an understanding. Yeah. So he's just lost a billion lost, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. He's lost a lot of money, and they did. They did take possession. He's right. And I love. And you just see in the background just Superman hovering, and and it just shows you, you can do badass Superman. Yeah. It's almost a little bit creepy as well. Like, it's a little bit like. You know, almost like a horror horror character sneaking up behind you. But also, it's that that idea of you think you're you think you're up here mm. inscrutable in your ivory yeah. tower, but I can see you. I I'm always, always watching. You, yeah. yeah, the silent treatment. And I look. Yeah, he just stares at. He just hovers there, staring reproachfully. That's so cool. I love this though. He goes, I don't know what you. I don't know what you heard, but you can't prove it. I'm untouchable. This is my city. I have a giant L on the in this city. This exactly. Is, yeah, I own this place. <laughs> he's got this brilliant monologue coming up yeah. now like, about how he owns Metropolis mm. and uh, yeah my technology built it my will keeps it going and nearly two thirds of his people work for me whether they know it or not oh, that's yes. so that's so Lex Luthor right there that is this is this is it this is the classic as classic as Lex Luthor gets I know in later iterations they went, they went back to the more kind of mad scientist yeah version, yeah they? Um, but I do like the corrupt businessman. He was, I think, I honestly think that maybe, maybe John Burns' Man of Steel run did kind of maybe base it on Donald Trump a little bit. Uh, possibly, yeah. yeah I, I, mean. I can see that. I can definitely <laughs> see that. The balding, the balding billionaire. Yeah. Who has, you know, because he did have that comb over as well. Yeah, the ginger yeah, comb over. A, always had the, and he loses his hair during that that Man of Steel series. I'll be watching you. Always. I love that as well. He throws the mod light him and he yeah. just crumbles it to dust. Yeah. I'm not finished with you. 
And there we go. Superman doing a triumphant flyby through the streets. They love him. They love Superman already. Like, if you did a a Superman movie, like, just fleshing this, the skeleton of these three episodes out, that's pretty much everything you need right there, isn't it? I remember, I remember reading or hearing, is that, oh, is that the end? Oh, no. No, we got, this is sort of like the the post-credit sequence before there were post-credit sequences. Yeah, you're right, you're right, I forgot, I forgot about this. You've got, you've got these, these alien sort of space adventurers and Uh they see this little pod, little innocuous pod, what could that be? can't can't be, this is probably harmless, isn't it? Oh, we know that logo. Welcome, welcome, yeah. (laughs) I don't think that logo was, was necessarily linked to, to Brainiac before, was it? Uh, Well, it's, it's the three little sort of ports on his head, I think he's always had those, but I think this is the first time it's been his sort of like symbol okay yeah like i guess you have to have a kind of superman symbol possibly i could be wrong so so is this is this that he's been floating all these years and just or is this the like the latest bit of information he's gathered yeah i think he's been floating all these years and this this alien thing it's just like kind of like with doomsday these yeah. aliens just happen upon him yeah and he, he sort of usurps their technology and he's coming to earth so yeah that was it that was three episodes of superman the animated series the, right. the three-part pilot now, um, we can still chat a bit. We've still of got a bit we of time yeah, left. Yeah, and I'd like, to, I'd like to keep talking if we can. That's why, that's why I decided that the hour is good because it gives us a bit more kind of breathing room. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I think I heard, again, when I listened to these commentaries a few years ago when I first got them. Mm-hmm. And I think initially what they were going to do was you saw, we saw at the end that, that Superman was being cheered, he was being celebrated. But I think initially the idea was that they were going to go the route of them mistrusting him and not being, you know, okay, like he's an alien, we're not sure what he'll do, we're not sure why he's doing it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to go that kind of mistrustful route. And, and it sounds interesting, it sounds a uniquely yeah. unique idea. However, they were like, it's Superman. Yeah, you can't. You can't really do that. You can't like this. The Spider Man and the X Men. Sure, they can kind of get away with it. Yeah, but I think with Superman, you do have to be. You know, it's again. He's a guardian angel. He comes out. He does all these things without being asked to. Without being, you know, yeah. Requ- no one's requiring him to do them. He just does them because I they're think right. it's it's well trodden ground. I know they they briefly did it in the Lois and Clark show. I think they did something like where how Superman was causing global warming or something like that. Mm. Um, by all means, do stories where. Um, the tide turns against Superman yeah. but I think given the sort of like the age demographic or that they were going for I think maybe it's not I think no it's not something, like, it's certainly not something you do straight away no no I think maybe I think they do build to it towards the end of this series with um uh, is it Legacy? I think the episodes are called Legacy, where he is uh, is repurposed into a soldier of Darkseid. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think, and I think that and that that episode does play a lot into Justice League and Justice League Unlimited later on. With, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, there's a Cadmus storyline, isn't there? Uh, where um, human beings are worried that the Justice League have too much power. Yes, so they're they're planning to do things with it, and right, and the questions arguing arguing that maybe they shouldn't have this much power. There should be, you know. A bit like um, you know, civil war. There should yeah. be there should be some form of checks know. and balances. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think this is a great play. If you were if you've never seen any of the kind of Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, even Batman Beyond, um, to a lesser extent, if you've never seen any of those, I think actually Superman is a better place to start if you're going to look at all that. But Batman is still amazing yeah. on, on its own and on its own merits still very good even the new adventures of of batman which they brought back after this was popular that's right yeah and i think they changed the aesthetic to to fit more in with 
the Superman animated series. I'm sure they said that in one of the uh, the commentary tracks or something. Yeah, I think, and I think that was a good that was a good idea because they did because I know they had less money, so they had to redesign a lot of the characters. I know the Joker gets a new design, which is not my favorite. Yeah, I don't I the I don't like quite a lot of the redesigns they did of those characters. The only ones I like are Scarecrow and. Uh, I think Scarecrow's the only one I really yeah. like. I remember I remember Bane looked more like an S&M freak. Yeah, I didn't like um, Bane. The Mad Hatter looked very, very creepy. Riddler, Riddler looked silly. But no, yeah, Riddler was just like a, it was just a full bodysuit. Green bodysuit, yeah. I've heard that, like, for me, the Riddler... I prefer the Riddler that's less like the Joker. He's more of a sophisticated... Yeah. He's more intelligent. He's, you know, he's he has a... Yeah, he has a condition where he has to give out these riddles, but he can if you're not careful, you can go down that Joker route. Yeah. But, but I prefer the traps and the riddles and the, the uh, all those kind of crossword and the puzzles and even fiddler, figuring them out myself makes me kind of feel like I'm playing the part of Batman a little yeah. bit, which is quite nice. But um, this is, you're absolutely right. This is the, the sort of explosion outwards into a DC animated universe. Mm. Like, because we had, I think... Three years of Batman, and yeah. then and then this no wait four years because this four was ninety six yeah. I believe yeah yeah you're right um, and so this this sort of like made the world a little bit bigger and like you said introduced the Flash introduced uh, Kyle Rayner Green Lantern oh, yeah I love, that, I love that Flash episode introduced Great. Aquaman um, yeah superb yeah. so it just it, it kind of grows from here if you're you know um, I I do like the I do like the Justice League show sometimes I think it kind of falters because they go with a, a two episode. That's right. Uh, yeah, layouts. They have always had or either had a two parter or a three parter. Yeah, there was one one off episode, which is a Christmas episode. I remember. That's right. Yeah. Um, but then when it went for me, Justice League Unlimited was the pinnacle of, yeah, of, of everything. That's when they sort of found their rhythm, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Batman Beyond, it, I love as well. It's, a, it's, it's excellent. A, yeah, truly is really, and it's a really good kind of teenage show. It's kind of it is the best parts of. Um, Spider-Man, the best parts of Batman, yeah. mixed in with a kind of futuristic Akira-like bit, setting. Yeah, I was going to say a little bit of Akira. Yeah. I think it's even called Neo Gotham. As yeah, well. There you go, there you go. But um, but they're, they're all. I mean, they're all amazing shows with a, a lot of amazing talent behind it, and the DC animated features that came after it, and some of them were in between the shows, uh, like Mask of the Phantasm, yeah, uh, Sub Zero, uh, not the Mortal Kombat character, no. the, ba- the Batman, Batman Sub Zero, Mystery yeah. of the Batwoman as well. That was that's one that keeps getting overlooked. Yeah. I wasn't a massive fan of that one. I really wasn't, unfortunately. I thought it was all right. I thought it was better than the Harley Quinn one that they did a couple of uh, a couple of years yeah. ago. I thought that that sucked donkey balls. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> fair enough. Wasn't uh, impressed. Was that the one with Swamp Thing and, and uh, the Floronic Man? And... <laughs> yeah, Swamp Thing just rocks up for five minutes. And goes hmm. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of humour to it, though. I did. I appreciate. Some, but I, I wasn't sure about the whole night Nightwing sleeping with Harley Quinn. That was a bit odd. And also, like Harley Quinn, just sort of like. But revenge farting in the Batmobile. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and then uh, smells like discipline. <laughs> and then uh, and then singing some Blondie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'm I'm going to give it a rewatch because yeah, it, um, I, I, I actually watched it relatively recently. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was, but I think you have to go in with that like-minded attitude that it is a comedy. It's yeah, not, not to take it too seriously. I think I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it wasn't very sort of explicitly this version of those characters yes um, I think if they didn't have it like the visual trappings yeah. of that Bruce the Bruce that, Tim the Bruce Tim verse sort of and Kevin Conroy Lauren Lester um, if you hadn't done that mm. then I would have been able to take it much less seriously but because you're making it part of that canon yeah. even tangentially uh, it just rubbed me up the wrong way a little bit for me for me um, I th- I'm going to say something might upset a few people I don't think I like the modern iteration of Harley Quinn 
Um, I uh, this kind of like it's, she's kind of I I think she's overexposed. Mm-hmm. I think she's entirely overexposed now. People, t- you know, even non-comic book fans know her, but they know her in a certain form. Um, it's almost I don't know. It's I find it irritating. She's become very much sort of an anti, hasn't yeah. she? She's even I think she's in I'm the glad. DC superhero girls sort of pantheon. She is, yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I I like I like her heroic stand, slant. I don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. I like that she's away from the Joker because mm-hmm. um, obviously that's a, a completely abusive relationship. Um, uh, so I like I like those elements, but everything else, the kind of the the kind of the modern humor, the sexual the overt sexuality of of the. I mean, the character's always been overtly sexual anyway. Mm-hmm. I think to a point, but it's almost too much now. Okay. I feel like yeah. I feel like we do. I mean. Look at Suicide Squad for a, you know, yeah, and and even that animated movie as well. She's almost become a caricature of herself. I think a little um, bit. Yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from. And yeah. I just don't. I don't appreciate it a lot. I, I. I mean, I always those original episodes that feature Harley Quinn are amazing. You know, Mad Love, all those kind of things are really good. I think they they really nailed the psychology, of the character, and the the fun. And I love that Harlequinade is a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's another there's another Harley and Batman teaming up episode, and those those are some fun episodes and good episodes and great spotlights. For Harley and Ivy, that that was oh, a great episode. Another one, another great one. But again, that's my like I said, this, these are the class, classic iterations of those characters. Yeah. And sometimes, for better or for worse, that's what's in my head. That's what's stuck in my head. They did um, they did a little bit of a promo for the, the this animated Harley Quinn series, which I think is coming on the DC Universe. Yeah, app. and it, it's and, an adult thing, isn't it? Adult only. Yeah, uh, and it seemed like they're very much trying to make her into uh, sort of DC's female Deadpool. Yes. Almost. Yeah. I'll 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 go into yeah. it with an open mind. It's but, the uh, it's the it's the blonde uh, Kelly Kuoko Kuko from uh, Big Bang Theory. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, she's she's playing the part. Uh, and I think um, oh, what's his name? Can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Batman Dietrich Bader. That's the one. I love his voice. I think he's back as Batman. Yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, uh, highly recommend Batman the Brave and the Bold if you're after a really kooky, zany um, kind of love letter to the Silver Age of comics. And if you're interested in other DC characters you've never seen before but love Batman, it's a really, really, really good show. Which, again, I think we'll, we'll spotlight on this in the future if you'd like to join me again. Absolutely, this, yeah. I had a I great time. Yeah, I, I have a huge love for, for animation as it is. And like I said, I've got a massive list of, you know, a massive pile of DVDs, you know, from Dragon Ball Z to The Tick, you know, all these kind of weird and wacky things. It's all good stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I highly recommend looking at this and it's one of the best iterations of Superman there is, bar none, Yeah, you know, um, and it's highly, highly underrated as a show and it's forgotten, unfortunately, um, because of the popularity of Batman Beyond Justice League, and you know they're all, and again, all great, all connected. But I think this is the best place to look at that ever expanding DC animated universe, and kind of it's it's the taking off point. Yeah, yeah. If you if you ever wanted to sort of like get to know Superman as a character rather than as an icon, yes. Uh, but you don't want to wade through eighty years worth of comics. This yeah. is this is how you go about it. This is where you start, definitely. Exactly, and and again, this is the, there's many writers on this, but they have the, the they're a writing team, so they all yes. they're all having input. So so obviously different episodes are written by different people, but there is a set way that they write Superman. There's a yeah. set way they portray Superman. Cohesive. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, and it's it's a hell of a team. Again, we've we've talked about the talent in involved 
Um, but yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and I'd probably like to talk about some other episodes again. You know, another time. Maybe yeah, the, maybe the next maybe the next three on after this, maybe perhaps or yeah, yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what we feel like. We'll absolutely. See what we feel yeah. like. I know you've got a good catalogue of these DC. Yeah, we'll, things we'll maybe cherry pick some, or like yeah. we'll we'll have a little curated selection of episodes we'll cover. Exactly. But yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Brilliant. I think we can leave it there for a day. Yes, I think. Thank you so much for uh, for inviting me back. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I've very much enjoyed my time on Prattle World. Always, always, you are always a pleasure to have. Um, just to where you can find us again. So if you have any opinions on Superman the Animated Series, or if you'd like to tell us what we should watch, or anything we've we've not talked about, Ooh, yeah, yeah. If you've got any little IMDb tidbits that you could tell us that we didn't already mention that's all good so um, you can find me at Secret Balls on Facebook so if you type that in the search bar at the top you'll find us at Secret Balls all one word or I'm on Twitter at Dan underscore Balls and I'm also where else am I uh, where the podcast is available on Spotify YouTube uh, Podbean iTunes Stitcher you name it it's pretty much on all of them I've, I've curated it so it happens so everyone can find me from all over the world um, but yeah it's been an absolute blast please please do come back because you are one of my favourite guests to have. I'll be happy to return to Prattle World anytime fantastic well that has been us I've been Dan he's been Dan goodbye bye bye <laughs>